All right. Welcome back to Hobby Time. We have a, a special episode for you today. Our friend, uh, Istanbul Cards, John, uh, said that he had a friend that he wanted to chat with. And it turned, he, he said, you know, I've got this this friend. Uh, he goes by Cart Adami on Instagram. I was like, hey, I follow that guy. <laughs> and uh, he said he wanted to get him on the podcast. So I was out on vacation last week. John and Will recorded an episode. They touched on a lot of a lot of fun stuff. What it's like being an international collector some great deals that they found, basketball cards, the the Kings, the Celtics, as well as some other sport cards that I found really interesting and compelling, uh, like cricket and rugby. So I hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, I know that they had a great time putting it together, and thanks a lot for listening. All right, so uh, welcome here. Uh, we have today Will. Uh, this is John filling in for uh, for Keith on, on Hobby Time with Dirk Nashti. Uh, we have kind of a, a separate episode because Keith is uh, vacationing in, in in nice beachy places. Uh, looks beautiful. I saw some photos. So uh, kind of filling in the pod this week and introducing my friend Will. He's my friend here in in Istanbul, he is my only friend uh, in the flesh <laughs> and cards here, <laughs> which is great. So, welcome, Will. Hey, mate. It's nice to uh, it's nice to join in. It's obviously a first time uh, podcaster, but definitely feels more relaxing. Just uh, you know, shooting shooting uh, dude. I don't want to use swear word. Just talking smack with my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I think I've, I've I've sworn on the pod before, uh, so uh, no worries. Uh, Will can be found, you know. By the way, on on IG at Cart Adami is how we would pronounce it in American or English, British English. But that's uh, it's Turkish for card man, basically. Um, and I'll you know just tell you tell you guys to start a little story about how we met. You know, I, I'm here kind of alone in a in card community land and was listening to sports card nonsense and they have a mailbag session, you know, usually towards the end of every show. And I hear this question from Kart Adami. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that, that, that's, that's Turkish. Like what's going on there? So, you know, long, easy, you know, social media, whatever, we find each other and, uh, you know, we became quick friends, right? Absolutely. It was awesome. So uh, as soon as the episode had, uh, had aired, I hadn't even listened to it and you'd send me a message. I was like, Oh well, well, they've um they've answered my question, which is great. I'm going to listen to it, and hopefully, I've got a new friend. So it's um, it's been awesome ever since, mate. It's been just great to uh to have someone to that it shares a similar interest. And uh, you and I have had uh, a lot of face to face discussions, you know, with a with a drink in hand, and it's been fun. It Lots has, fun. it has, yeah. And we, you know, we we, we always bring cards. We're we're, we're analyzing, uh, you know, the conditions of cards, what cards to buy. I mean, it's just, but more importantly, it's just so, so much fun to, to share with you. And, uh, you know, I, I agree. I, I've told you this, but I, you know, I mean, you, you, uh, well, why don't you tell me a bit first about this lot you bought here in Turkey to, to, to get. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, I guess p part of my journey as a collector in a country that doesn't regularly sell cards, in fact, doesn't sell any basketball cards at all it's been a bit of a grind. So uh, by necessity, I've learned to become a grinder over here. So it's basically me going online and through these, you know, secondhand sets online, I will, um, I'll go looking for cards. Uh, there's, there's one here in Turkey that used to be a big deal in the States, but not so much. It's called let go. And, uh, and on let go, they were just, you know, people would, would post cards and most of them will be in a really terrible condition or junk. And then, you know, and, I, and I'm looking on that website five until one day I just saw this lot and I was like, oh, wow. Wow. This is exactly what I want. So um, I end up uh, I end up contacting the guy and my Turkish isn't great. So I'm using translator and all sorts of different things. And um, and he's is keen on selling his cards, you know. So uh, so we, we end up uh, deciding to meet at his house because his lot is so large. In fact, he told me the lot is just under 20,000 cards. So, um, you know, I've never dealt with this kind of thing before. So I watched a couple of YouTube videos on it. And then I went to the dude's house. And um, of all things, he's a Turkish butcher. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that Turkish detail. Okay. I have 20,000 cards in his house for. And he had everything from, from early 90s all the way up to modern prism. And I'm like, how did this Turkish butcher get modern prism sent to him in Turkey? Because 
I was finding it almost impossible to get me cards here because of, you know, dodginess with the mail systems and all sorts of diff different issues, you know? So I was getting out done by a Turkish butcher. Uh, he had been out of work for over a year. So I start looking through the cards and I'm pricing them and all that sort of thing. And I'm not really sure on the value, but I don't want to rip the dude off, you know? So, uh, I ended up offering him a thousand dollars for the for the lot, and there's a lot of junk in there. But um, when I started looking, I got I got a few uh, I got a few pretty good cards, man. Got a few very good cards, you know. Some uh, some Tatum rookies because he's he's a Celtics guy, so I was very happy with that. Um, who else did I get? I got a I got a Dr. J uh, auto card, which I love, uh, which is awesome. And I think I said that off in our um, in our sub. Again, another benefit of having a. Uh, a local friend who can uh, who can do things with cards, and you know, you and I've now done what two different submissions: one to PSA and one to SGC. Yeah, yeah, we should we should get PSA back. I think any time now. Uh, yeah. And SGC is en route to the uh, Nash cards. So it's been a um, it was a um, it was a really interesting lot, and um, there's a whole bunch of '90s stuff which I love, and um, and uh, a lot of Jordan cards. I think the guys a lot must have about ninety or hundred. It was a really, really uh, good find, but uh, I it felt like it was a um a good deal for the guy. He was ecstatic with the price, uh, and um and I was very, very happy with the cards. I mean, he literally uh, he he helped me carry them out of the house and take them to a taxi, <laughs> and he was like, "Thank you very much." And I'm like, "You know what? No, I thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna be very happy just going through them, and I, and I still go through them today, just looking at different cards and organizing them my way, and that sort of thing. It's been fun, lots of fun." Yeah, I mean, and so you you gave me a priceless gift uh, of you know you you pulled through that 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 lot and uh, and basically pulled out King's cards the last 20, 20 plus years, let's say. Uh, yeah, that's right. And you you put them all together in a binder for me, and uh, you know it's it's down you know in the, in the TV room, pull it out every now and then. But you know, I left the the hobby that whole time. Uh, Love the Kings, but just kind of wasn't in the in the cards. So it's like you you totally caught me up, and it's just it's got all the names in there: Stauskas, all the bad ones, and you know the Webers, <laughs> the good ones, and stuff. You know, it goes like everyone's in there. Uh, so it's really a, a special gift. So I, I'm appreciative of that, and uh, that that lot was uh, definitely did. So it was like what you had to carry out like two boxes. How, how big was that? Uh, then they, they were, we had to get these giant, really, and I would say there were, I think there were three or even four. Of, the guy had them all in those, um, in those uh, ultra pro binders. <laughs> so I've got like binders and binders of cards just in my house. And I've kind of basically ripped through them and gutted them of all of the players that I like. And uh, it's just kind of very nostalgic. And at the same time, there are sets that I had never seen before. And, uh, and I feel like, and this is obviously my own personal opinion, but I feel like late 90s uh, cards in terms of quality and uh, you know design I think I think it's about, about as good as cards get like there's some awesome modern cards don't get me wrong but the quality of some of these 90s cards is incredible yes getting getting to see those through you um, you know I, I, you hear people online and they show them and but you really got to see them in person to, to appreciate how how special they are so okay so maybe we'll take a step back. I mean, so what you said, the lot was exactly what you're looking for. I mean, were you, were you out of cards for a while? So, um, so I had, uh, I'd gotten into card collecting, uh, back in New Zealand, uh, because my dad was, uh, involved in giving, uh, giving, uh, loans to small businesses. He had a government job and, and people would basically show, uh, my dad, their business plan to see if it would work. And, and the guy that ended up talking to my dad, uh, opened up a card store in New Zealand called Card Crazy back in the 90s. So uh, in 93, uh, my dad, for my birthday, took me to his house. And I kid you not, it was floor to ceiling full of boxes of Upper Deck 93, 94 cards. And the guy just sold me on Upper Deck. He's like, look, Upper Deck is the best brand of card that you're going to find. So I literally, on principle and based on uh, the evidence of what that uh, that card store seller had said, I basically just started collecting upper deck cards. I didn't really bother about stocks or, or tops or, or anything else. It was all upper deck, which is a bit of a regret now because I tell you what, some of those tops and uh, those tops Chrome cards are incredibly valuable and also really, really good looking cards too, you know, uh, but you learn and, uh, and I can still collect some now too, you know, 
So, um, so my very first uh, set, my very first box that I opened was uh, was Chris Ribber's uh, rookie year. So uh, it was, uh, yeah, absolutely. So you know, there was um, who was Weber and Penny were the two big rookies that year, and then I think the year after I was able to get uh, some boxes from this guy too. So and that year was uh, Grant Hill and Jason Kidd. My very first box, I remember uh, my cousin was also into them too. And this guy's business took off for a couple of years. He was the only guy who was selling uh, basketball cards in New Zealand. And he opened a couple of stores and I think he started expanding uh, just around when, you know, that 90s boom and, you know, the, everybody about the junk wax era. So kids in New Zealand would, would go, down to, go down to this guy's store and, and he'd have it set up just like your classic card store. And we were all into it because everybody else just started dropping off left, right and center. And my opportunity to buy cards got much more difficult as time went on. And if you're not America-based, it's a really difficult thing to find cards. Uh, that's that's true for here in Turkey, especially for basketball cards. But you can get those cheap uh, football cards, let's say. You know, you get those tops match attacks and and uh, and score cards for football, but very rarely do you get basketball. Yeah, yeah. You're a fan of the Celtics. Um, that's right. And, that's how right. Did, and, and you got, I mean... Why, you know, from New Zealand, that might be interesting for people to hear. And also, you know, I mean, what got you into the NBA in the first place? Well, the, the, the guy who got me into the NBA is Jordan. I mean, he is global. Like, you can still talk about Jordan today. I don't know if you've seen the movie Air yet. It's really great. Uh, just to see how big his impact was worldwide. Because he, was, he wasn't just a basketball player. He was an icon, too, you know. And so, he, uh, I think just the, the, the trends in the 90s and... Nike being such a big brand, and I and I kind of started watching the, the finals. And now in New Zealand, an NBA finals game would uh, would air at about midday. So I remember I was still going to. Uh, I just started high school, and <laughs> my older brother, uh, he was just finishing high school. So he and I would play hooky, <laughs> and we wouldn't watch the game at home because our parents would tell us off. So we would go down to where they would uh, we'd go down to a tennis and squash club, and we'd watch that on the big screen there. It was awesome. I remember watching the. Uh, when, when Paxson made that shot in Phoenix, <laughs> when I yeah, should have been in yeah. school. <laughs> I, love awesome. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And because of, and because of Jordan, like he was the guy that I would collect. So uh, I, I would love getting Jordan cards. And the first big insert card that I got from that first box was the Jordan Wilt card. And I tell you what, I swear, in that set. You know, they have a little bio on the players and run through their stats. I can tell you guys' birth dates and that sort of thing. So I could tell you that BJ Armstrong is the same day as I am kind of thing. And Sean Rooks as well. That's how, that's how much I kind of just treasured and valued those things too, you know. And so when they uh, became much more scarce, it was really hard for me to find them. But I, I could find a couple of uh, things online, but very, very little because, you know, it was very early days of the internet and uh, – online shopping just wasn't a thing. And uh, so it kind of led me to give up for a while, but I was always on the search for them, you know? Okay. So, and then, so how did you, you know, I, I've made, um, you know, I've made it clear. You've laughed at me a couple of times that I'm, I'm not a big fan of the, uh, the Boston Celtics. So, <laughs> but this year I'm kind of pulling for them. Uh, yeah, good and uh so uh yeah how did you how did you how did they become your team being a well, a well I, I started um like i did like reading sports biographies you know and uh and and obviously bill russell's are iconic so uh i read uh red and me first of all and i loved it just i, I loved the relationship between red Auerbach and, and bill russell and you know initially i was thinking you know will chamberlain's the guy he's got the best numbers and that kind of thing but the more you read about Russell, the more you understand what kind of, what, what he was all about. He was all about winning first too, you know? And then, uh, and then uh, I think it's called, uh, what's his other book? Second Wind. It's great, man. Such a great, great story. And, uh, and so uh, I think I, I, I definitely became a Celtics fan when, when I, after I read his books and then as uh, serendipity would have it, Kevin Garnett came to Boston, which was just like, Absolutely, I'm sold because I was a massive KG fan as well. So uh, having him come to Boston was awesome, and I've been a Celtics fan ever since. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys are, uh, you know, they they, they, they some uh, took, took some, some days off your life, let's say, uh, in the last. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, it's been a been a roller coaster the last couple of years. 
but you know, in the end, uh, you know, you look at you look at sports, and all you want is for your team to compete well, and to give give you a couple of happy moments. And uh, and I feel like the Celtics, by and large, have delivered, and they haven't really delivered a championship lately. Who knows? Maybe down the track we can do that this year. But it's been a, it's been a great couple of years watching them uh, grow and develop. As what, Tatum's twenty five, Jalen Brown's twenty six, and Jalen Brown's great man. He's he's totally the kind of Celtic that I like. Right on. No one really wins titles before age 26, 27. Yeah, I was reading the same thing as you, I think. That hit last year when I was thinking about Luca's run. Anyway, uh, so they, you know, they still got that a bit. And you can tell they're not quite that mature, obviously, either. So, yeah, there's there's still some growing to do, man. And and maybe the the coaching change hasn't been perfect timing for them, too, you know. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. So back to back to the cards. So who do you? I mean, who who's kind of your your PC focus? Um, Ooh, good question. Yeah. Um, so you and I both are massive Luca fans. I like to say that I scouted him. <laughs> uh, my, my my buddy kind of turned me on to him. He's like, dude, you got to watch this guy Luca play. And um, so we ended up getting tickets uh, to see him play here in Turkey because we were literally pretending that we were basketball scouts. Going, is he as good as advertised? And so he came here uh, to Turkey and pay, played against the, the big Turkish team, Fenerbahce, in 2018. And uh, I, I just loved watching him play live. It's, it's, it's a different experience watching Luca live than watching him on TV because you can just see him read the game from afar. And it's just like, this guy's basketball IQ is off the charts. And uh, my buddy's just like, I don't know. I, I can't pin. My friend said to me, I can't pin which player he reminds me of. And I knew it as a Celtics guy straight away. And it's the white guy comparison. It's like, he's not super athletic, but his basketball <laughs> IQ is way off the charts. And he's going to be able to manipulate the game and read it three steps ahead of everybody else. And it was Larry Bird. I said, he's Larry Bird. He rebounds hard. He's a big point four type of a player. He can pass like a crazy man. And he's got a shooting touch. He, to me, back when he was, what, a 19-year-old, 20-year-old kid, who'd been like a pro for five or six years in the second best league in the world. He reminded me of Larry Bird back then. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Luke is my, um, one of my PC guys like you. Uh, what, uh, what's your, what's your favorite Luca card that you have? Uh, it's, um, well, you've seen it. I, um, I showed it to you. It's this. Um, yeah. My jaw dropped. <laughs> so um, here in, here in Turkey, uh, again, it's the grinding thing. So um. I, I, looking through all of these websites and there's like all sorts of random places that you can look online in Turkey. And I found a, um, a, a Turkish company printed Luca pre rookie card, which might be the earliest rookie card of Luca, Luca Doncic. It's, um, it's him in his Real Madrid uniform. And it's, um, yeah, it's from a, a Turkish set called Jokerman. And, uh, I picked it up, I think as part of a bundle for maybe $5, and I think the last sale was five grand. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can see why it's your favorite. I mean, and it is, it's rare. You don't see them. I, there's none listed. I, I, can't, right find now. I uh, can't find another one. Like, I promise you, I'll get you another one and I cannot find it for the life of me. And I look online. Like, I think that's probably the one thing that I've learned to be able to do when you are overseas is you learn how to kind of do the work and, and grind and look high and low. And, and, if, and if I were in the States, I would be going to garage sales as often as I could just to look for that rare card that you might find. And you're, you're going to miss on a thousand, but if you get that one, one hit, you're, you're good to go, dude. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I admire, I admire how you've uh, accumulated some stuff here. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not easy. I, you know, I, living here too, it's, it's not, you know, um, it's, it's not, it's, it's easier to just go to a yard sale than to kind of like what you're doing. Kind of oh man, I, I, I mean, totally agree. I would, I mean, I, I, I envy people in the States. I literally have watched YouTube videos of guys going to yard sales and finding like lots of NBA cards going, man, that should be me. <laughs> uh, and, and I feel the, I feel the same, uh, I feel the same kind of affinity towards them because I've, I've done grinding, but online because you know, I'm looking through websites and I'm pouring over them and I'm going to random sites and I'm doing Google searches and in Turkish and for obscure things. And, uh, and I've had a couple of hits, as, as I've told you before, like that 18,000 card lots or 20,000 card lot, I think it was, um, the Luca rookie card. And um, there's one other lot that I that I definitely had a hit on. And again, it's, it's back to that 
let go, which is now not really very useful. But back then, I could find so many cards on there. And uh, and there was a lot of about 40 different 90s cards, but they were from the uh, really, really high-quality sets. Like there's, um, there's the Kobe Flair card, F-L-A-I-R Flair, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, the, and the EX card series too. So I was able to get two Kobe rookies from that set, uh, both of which we're grading. One we're grading with PSA and the other one we're grading with SGC. Um, I've got an Iverson rookie from there and a really pretty Jordan EX card too. So, uh, And I think I picked that up for under 15 bucks, something like this. So it was a, obviously a nice, nice little win there. And one of those Kobe rookies, if uh, selling raw now is about 300 bucks, I think. So let's see how the, uh, the grading uh, goes. And if it gets a 10, we're good. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we just we're saying how lucky you guys are in the States. But I, I, I imagine if guys are listening to this in the States, uh, they're probably like, well, you're lucky because you live in this kind of, you know, <laughs> undiscovered <laughs> pasture of stuff uh, where you can find such things, you know. Obviously, and I feel the complete opposite. By the way, I'm like, (laughs) you've got so many cards in the states that why would you not like look on uh, Facebook Marketplace? Why would you not go to garage sales in the weekends? Because you know all of the cards that are going to go up on eBay vetted. So, but if you want to find yourself a deal, you got to kind of put in the work, man. And that's what I would be doing if I were in in America right now. Honestly, I would be spending a lot of time. That's good advice. I mean, you know, really, it, 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 and I think a lot about this hobby too. Is you just, you know, you, you got to apply yourself. You know, whether it's learning and searching out cards, grinding, but you get out of it what you put in. Uh, and if you're just kind of lazy and clicking by, and you're going to get taken, it, it's it's a hard market that way, right? You, you've got to know what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And so you you got to put in the research, and it's always uh, good to to talk to someone like you who's got such a wide understanding and knowledge of how the especially how it all works in america because i feel like that's obviously the the big dog market and these other up-and-coming markets are they're a few years behind but um if you if you can talk to someone who has an american experience and that's going to definitely help you out as a collector abroad as well yeah yeah it's it's good to shit well thank you for saying that i i feel like i'm still very in in the real fight stage I'm, i've gotten better but uh i'm glad you i'm glad you're getting something from me uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's mutual for sure and obviously we you know we, we we do like similar players we both like Jokic. agreed oh um, man joker right now if, if if the nuggets beat the Celtics in the nba finals i will not be upset i love watching that guy play basketball man that team is just it's perfect man oh, they've got like guys who play the position well and joker is just like He's an, he's 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 the conductor man. He's he's controlling everything in the middle, and he's just a pleasure to watch play because he's not athletic, but he just he, again it's that that really high basketball IQ and being able to read the game and you know facilitate or find space. He's he's just the best at it, man. He's the best by far. Yeah, yeah. So that that's your pick for the finals. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, I don't know what time we're gonna get this. Uh, this episode up online, but uh, if it comes right. up and, and our teams haven't made it, we can later on. But I'd love to <laughs> see Denver and Boston make the NBA Finals for sure. Yeah, that, that's who I'm gonna I'm gonna pick in in, in my my pool. Uh, yeah, it's not easy though, but, dude. It's you know. not easy. Like the Lakers, just you know, they're, they're finding form at the right time. Yeah, uh, they've, they've got a really good team post uh, post trade deadline. Their team is just stacked with guys who. They're not playing great games every single game, but when they need someone else to, you know, to, to score points or to get rebounds or to do something or to, you know, to, to do a lockdown job on defense, that they someone just seems to step up for them, man. Like Lonnie Walker in that last series, like he was way down the bottom of the bench, didn't even play the first round. And chuck him on, and he's scoring 16, 14, 16 points in the last quarter. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, it just feels like it feels like they've they've come right at the right time of the season, but. Were the Warriors as good as uh, the Nuggets are going to be? I don't think so. Just the Nuggets' offense is just – it's going to be so much harder to stop. No one's been able to stop them all year long, you know? I agree. Still with Jokic, you still hear people like in the media kind of being like, okay, yeah, he's actually really good, I finally realized. like, oh, okay. <laughs> He's just won two MVPs. Probably should have yeah. won the third. Oh, he's good. Of course he's good. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> he's just incredible like uh, yeah, anyway. 
So hopefully, now, speaking I mean, of Joker, by the way, speaking of Joker, sorry, mate. Um, another guy who I kind of like, he's got a bunch of flaws, but in many ways, he reminds me of Joker, and I've been collecting him because he's also a Turkish player, and I got an early on him too. So, uh, uh, that's Alperen. So Alperen Şengün, the, the the young Turkish boy from uh, Giresunspor, and then he went to Besiktas. Uh, really young and looked good uh, in the Turkish league. And so I was like, you know what? I can I can splash on this kid and see how it goes. Worst case, I can sell a couple of his cards to some Turkish people. Uh, so I, I made an early splash on Alperen. And I was able to buy them. I haven't even mentioned this yet. But I was able to buy them uh, through ComC which is incredible for international collectors. So if podcast listeners know anybody who's involved in ComC, tell them that they should be looking at the international market because it's, uh, it's definitely untapped. And for us as, uh, as internationals to be able to send our cards here via mail, have them stuck in their vault and they can, we can sell them and make deals on them and, and use PayPal to kind of, increase the amount of money we put into our uh, into our credit, into our accounts. It's just so much easier for me as a collector now. So I can go online and buy uh, cards of guys like uh, Alperen early, which I did. And I think it's been quite profitable, man. I, I got a one-of-one one Alperen from uh, ComC for, I think, less than $150. So, And I've got no other one-of-one, so I'll take it. Yeah? I've seen that one, yeah. It, it's... Uh... Yeah, no, that, that is, I, I too, that's probably my favorite site out there. Uh, just so useful. You can buy cards in the States or whatever, as you said, and just send straight there. You know, you pay a dollar or two to ingest it uh, and list it. Um, and then, yeah, you can you can flip that way. Can uh, flip? Or it's, it's just a place to store them for when you can get a shipment and get them all. Get them all and and, and, and even the group shipment idea is smart because you're not paying nearly as much on shipping and mailing and... Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, and obviously I, I've told you already, but again, commiserations on the on the Modric being lost, dude. That was. Uh, you just, I guess you just got to wipe yourself up, stand up again, and have another crack. You know. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, it, it, it did hurt, but uh, the beauty is things things pop up again. I mean, today uh, one of the Webers, uh, you know, I collect the gold refractors. Uh, the 2004 popped up at auction uh, in an SGC 9.5. Uh, and I want to do SGC, so fingers crossed that I, I win that, and that will that'll make me feel good about <laughs> about the Modric loss. Yeah, well, well, keep me informed, man. And uh, and I know that your PC of Modric is growing anyway. And uh, I yeah. do want to I do want to expand on my Luca PC, uh, but I've got other guys that I kind of in PCing as well, probably because they're iconic. Obviously, Jordan. I've said uh, the two others are, are Kobe and LeBron. A little bit cliche. Uh, and as a Celtics fan, you're like, why do you like Kobe Bryant? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen the ad on TV in his last season. And he's like, uh, the, the, these fans who are kind of singing at him, like heckling him at the same time as, as praising him. And I felt that kind of represented me in a way. I was like, how can I hate on this guy? I mean, I, I could question a lot of the things that he did as a player. Uh, but when you kind of read more into it, it's like, yeah, he kind of was like Jordan, where he didn't quite trust his teammates because they weren't putting in as much work as him. Like, okay, kind of fair enough. Uh, but to be honest, it wasn't even as much about his play as it was as as a person. Like, so I'm I'm a school teacher, and uh, it's it's a grind to get any of my kids to read. They don't want to do it, man. And and on Goodreads, which which teachers use a lot, they have different people recommending books. And Kobe loved the Harry Potter series. So he recommended them a whole bunch. And I was able to get my kids to read those. And then he also recommended a whole bunch of books by a guy called Jason Reynolds. And, uh, and they're these, um, it's called a track series book. So it's, it's great for like middle school kids. And he literally um, has basically filmed himself saying, I love these books. My daughter Gianna loves these books. I read them all as a family and we love them. And I show my boys that and, and they read it and they start reading them like, Okay, I kind of like this book. I kind of like this book, sir. I'm like, excellent. Thanks, Kobe. <laughs> and so after that, uh, I, I couldn't hate him as much. And you watch highlights of the dude, man, and, and, and his talent was undeniable. Agree. Agree. Yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, he, he broke my heart uh, in 2002, like the only time the Kings had a chance at a title. Yeah. Um, but 
I mean, and, and, and Shaq was, he was really the engine then. Uh, I agree. But, but Kobe scared me more, you know. <laughs> I, I just remember yeah. the fear. <laughs> yeah, Shaq would get you there, and then Kobe would be the guy who you gave the ball to in the fourth quarter, and Shaq would almost even sit sometimes. Right. Kobe was True. Closer. He's kind of like the Foxy of, uh, of Kings basketball, man, you know. It's the fourth quarter. <laughs> That's right. I like yeah. it. Yeah, Sabonis does all the dirty work <laughs> for the first half or so and, and, and on. But, yeah, I like that. It's a good analogy. Yeah, so, um, you know, you've been in Turkey for longer than I have. I came in 11, but you far out. out yeah, I, um, I arrived here on holiday in 2007. I loved it so much that I ended up basically going back home. I had to go to a friend's wedding. I packed up more clothes and more stuff back here, and I've been here ever since. So it's been a long, long time away from home, to be honest. And uh, yeah, it's um, it's been a um, an interesting. How many years is that now? <laughs> What's the sixteen? Sixteen years. Holy smokes! I think if I were in New Zealand, I'd probably have more cards there. But how good my card knowledge would be, I don't know how diverse my collection would be either. So that's something to mm -hmm. be said for over here. And so you are, you are, you are, I'm sad about this, but uh, this summer you are moving back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're, um, we're, uh, we're going back home. My daughter is going to kind of have the whole New Zealand experience, which we want for her. And I'm a little bit homesick too, so it's going to be fun. But uh, it's going to be able to, it's going to allow me to kind of uh, branch out into some different uh, avenues of card collecting. And uh, I would say that I've been inspired by you. When you told me your story about the the cricket card that you bought, under the assumption that an Indian person might buy it because Indians love cricket, and this is like the this is the Jordan of Indian cricket. This is the the guy, and you you bought it and you sold it again too, right? Yeah, it was. This is the one play like that I've actually really made myself. I feel like, and I just was like, well, there are a billion people there. They're not really into sports cards uh, that I know of, at least, and. Um, yeah, so I just go online, of course, like, so who's the best cricket, Indian cricket, cricketeer, I guess, uh, of all time or something. It's pretty clear. It's this guy, Sachin Tendulkar. 100%. And, um, and, uh, so I just go on there and see some cards. I, there's one out of 2000. I'm like, that, all right, that, that can't be bad. So, I uh, I got a couple of them, graded them both. I've now sold them both. I've made good profit on it and, um, managed to get another couple pair of those and, and they're hard, they're, they're getting really tough to find i think right mm -hmm. so um uh, yeah well, I, I agree with you that tendulkar is the guy um if you want to collect as an investing uh, idea if you can somehow find uh cricket cards my my three guys who i collect are tendulkar an australian cricketer named shane warren and uh and a guy from the west indies named brian lara okay I'm, um and i and i and i Grew up watching them play. So in New Zealand, you play rugby in the winter and you play cricket in the summertime. And so these three guys were like head and shoulders above everybody else. In the and uh, and they do have some really, really pretty um, Futera cards. I, I kind of like Futera, to be honest. I would recommend... I'm with you. Yeah, mm -hmm. sorry. But on Futera, I'm with you. They don't have the, the copy uh, cache, I guess. Uh, but like that Modric card I, I, that I lost for his gone, like I just really like the designs are usually thicker. Um, I think quality control is better there too. You know, yeah. I mean? like the card stock is nice and thick. They got this nice gloss to them, and uh, generally, you know, they're they're pretty well centered when you when you buy them. Not not the not the base cards, but the inserts, hundred percent. Yeah, always always in good nick. And um, so the, these three guys, Tinduka, uh, Lara, and Warren. I like them all for different reasons. So, so, so Tendulkar's a, a, a batsman. I guess you would compare him to, uh, I don't know, uh, Otani in baseball right now. But okay. imagine imagine a guy from 20 years ago, maybe a Derek Jeter. I'm not 100% sure. My baseball knowledge is pretty limited, to be honest. Uh, but yeah. he, I, I feel like Derek Jeter might be a good sample because if, if I were to use a basketball reference, I'd say that he has – Michael Jordan reach, Michael Jordan influence, but the personality of Tim Duncan. <laughs> okay. So he's, he's not very dynamic. He's not very outgoing, but he's an incredible cricket player, a very conservative guy. And when he, when, he, when he plays, 
he's really a thrill to watch. Um, Brian Lara, who I was just watching videos of today, actually, um, is from the West Indies. And oh, he's, he's a hard one to, to compare with, too. I would say, as a basketball comparison, you look at his style and the way that he plays cricket a little bit like the way that you watch Kevin Durant just make everything look easy. So when he is hot and when he's on, it's, it's just silky smooth. And so he's, um, he's a lot of fun to watch for a different reason too. And his numbers, like the, the kind of things he's done on, in cricket, in the Chamberlain of cricket. So he scored in, an, uh, in a, like a, a first-class cricket game. 500 runs, which is basically Will Chamberlain scoring 100 points in a basketball game. It's just unheard of. So he's okay. um, he's another guy who I've started collecting. And the last one who I th the most charismatic, he would have tabloids written about him because he reminds me of Rodman. Like he was going out with um, Elizabeth Hurley. He was dating her okay. for a while. There was talk of him snorting cocaine and doing all sorts of other things. <laughs> and, and he was a so he's the Maradona a bit. <laughs> yeah, Maradona's a really good example too. Maradona, Rodman, those kinds of guys. But yeah. you get him playing cricket, and he would just play mind games with these people, and he would psych them out through trash talking. He would psych them out through the way that he could just he could just manipulate the way that they bat. He was incredible to watch play, and uh, so I've I've been going hard on his cards too, and uh, they're all waiting for me in New Zealand. So. I um I order them on New Zealand websites and uh, and get them sent to my dad's place and I'll uh, I'll be picking them up off my dad when I uh, when I go there. So you're I mean you're going back to New Zealand at a great time. I mean kind of you you know you recently got into cricket cards and you're going you know to a great place to do it, right? Yeah, and and I think and I and I honestly think that they're, they're quite undervalued at the moment. So you know you can pick up uh, cards of theirs. Because I'm going to buy another set where you've got a um a Tendulkar, thirteen or fourteen US dollars for the entire set. So you get you got Tendulkar and, and a whole bunch of other iconic cricketers as well <laughs> in his Indian uniform, which is which is great. Okay, and and then so there, I think, and then there's and then there's is that the one with the mask or a different one? Um, it's it's the one where he's wearing the blue in the, and he's okay. kind of holding the bat up at, at the camera. So um okay. Uh, the card that you have, I think you have the the World Cup Warriors card. Correct. So the the, the Tendulkar card that um that I'm looking at in New Zealand, it's from the Futera 1996 World Cup cricket set. Um, that's considered one of his rookie cards. Now it's a bit complicated because they kind of just print off cards of their guys and sell them. But they but they do quite well, and and a lot of those cards are getting graded by PSA, uh, and they're starting to sell good money too. Um, that World Cup Warriors card that you have and the one that you've bought, um, what I like about it is it's numbered out of two thousand. So you're not going to get a whole bunch of a uh, bunch of them. You, you go you go to two thousand kind of thing. And this Futera rookie card of Tindulkar's, it's um, it's notoriously off center. So most of the cards that you'll find, even the ones that I have, I can tell they're a little bit off center. But I'll, I'll still I'll still put them in a slab because I feel like a it's gonna not gonna get damaged and b it's been uh you know it's been guaranteed that it's a, a a legit card of his i think that's the way to go yeah i mean i, I think i bought I, I had that card uh and i i have that card as well uh the the base one i guess we'll call it um and i think i bought it for 30 maybe even no i think maybe less even uh graded as you see got an eight and sold it for 100 nice um, nice and then, and then i think that would be the play with that card try and buy them rule like that Send them into a grading company and then and then and then sell them at a profit, which is another reason why I like uh, ComC. <laughs> yeah, we've had we've had a bit of success with ComC, haven't we? With the um with the CSG uh, uh, deal that you can do on there. So yes. I don't know. If, I don't know if people know. But you can automatically through ComC send it direct to CSG, and it costs you what fifteen dollars for bulk. That's right. I think yeah, and it and and I've gotten a um a nine five and a ten. I got a 9.5 Joker uh, Alpid and Chen good card, and I got a 10 for a Magic Johnson Auto, so I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, it's yeah another another reason for Com C, and you can yeah. find this Tendul card there. I, it sounds like we're advertising for him, but uh, uh, there you know you can get it there now for uh, in the 30s, I think. Uh, raw. All right, all right. Uh, I, I would I'll definitely try and ask for less. That's what yeah. I do. You know, I mean, you'd never give them their first price. Just see. Right. How and then try and give them a, a fair number in that sense, you know. 
Uh, so yeah, there's um, um, you can look into the the cards online. So for the um, for the Shane Warren cards, if you want a Shane Warren rookie card, <clears throat> the rookie card, the official one would be the uh, the 1993 Futura International Cricket card. And uh, again, if you somehow can find cards in New Zealand and Australia, you can get that one quite cheap. But uh, I think on Comsi, the last sale price I saw was twenty bucks. I, I anticipate, you know, watching your journey uh, for the for the coming years. I just kind of want to be along for the ride. Yeah, man, come along for the ride. Yeah. I have a feeling, and there's and there's something else. And you shared this with me actually with Fanatics News. They're actually looking, and maybe this is a job advertisement for somebody, but they're looking for a business man manager for their uh, for their UK operations, who's going to be basically uh, uncovering product opportunities for uh, uh, tops in both cricket and rugby. So it means that they're going to be releasing new cricket sets and rugby sets, which is yeah. awesome. <laughs> Great for yeah. me because I, I love cricket and I love rugby as well. Yeah, I mean, they talk about 10Xing the hobby. You know, that that's that's not going to happen, first of all. But yeah. um, they, you know, the American market is... Tapped out. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know if it's... To I don't know if it is because, you know, when you're a kid, you can... And it's now it's happening again, you know, where as a kid, you could just... you could buy packs at the ice cream store and they were just everywhere but i don't think they were that way really um for a while and and i and like now now the products all on the shelves right but of course mm -hmm. we're in a different period with cards I mean, cards are going crazy in late 90s early to the, uh, late 80s early 90s um so but but largely yeah that's we agree the, the market can't grow that much more there it's got to be international uh, yeah, I feel like, you know, if yeah. you have a guy like Luca hold up his card or like recently with Wembanyama Bowman card and he's writing my first ever signed card, uh, that, that that's definitely going to uh, set tongues wagging and definitely bring more interest to the hobby. But you're right. They have to expand internationally. For mine, obviously, they've already kind of started with China, but the logical next step is India. It's, they've got so many people. Uh, mm -hmm. Their economy you know, for its flaws, you know, that top end of that country is really, really rich. And all it takes is a couple, a handful of collectors to get started, which they kind of have. And, and I've seen it online, like with, um, with Instagram pages and such. Uh, I have a feeling in a couple of years time, uh, these Tendulkar cards are going to go through the roof, man. This, that's my guess. That's my yeah. guess. Yeah. You, you can see how that, that can happen. I mean, the, the money is there, the market, potential market's there. So, you know, if, if, if people want to delve into another sport, it's, it's less, it's not tapped, you know? I mean, and really it's Futera, you know, they, they're mostly a, a soccer card uh, producer, but, um, you know, they, they, they do F1 too. I think the, I think the best uh, Lewis Hamilton card is a Futera card, uh, the F1 driver. So, they, you know, they kind of dabble in those, those niche markets. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, and then... Uh, Round it out too. I mean, you, so you talked about, uh, I guess, in the in the summer you play cricket, but in the winter you play rugby. Did, did you right. play growing up? I did a bit, but I ended up playing basketball more, as you can probably guess. That's how hardcore into it I was. But everybody has a rugby ball in their hand in New Zealand. It's our national sport. We love it. I'm as obsessed with rugby as I am with basketball. Uh, so uh, I am. I'm a massive rugby fan, and. Uh, and again, you you said to me, why don't you start collecting rugby cards? <laughs> I'm like, why don't I? And so I've started again, and uh, it's been it's been so much fun. Again, just going to these New Zealand websites, um, buying a few cards, sending them to my dad's house, and they're at a really good price point too. So maybe rugby won't be as big of a uh, splash in the international market as cricket. But there are still some good deals to be made. And if you pick the right guy, if you pick the right horse, you can definitely manage. So if you're going to pick one horse, who is it? It's Jonah. It's Jonah. There's no one else. Uh, Jonah Lomu was the, um, uh, in 1995, you know, around the time of Jordan, he was the global rugby player, the first international global rugby superstar. So he got signed by Adidas. They spent a whole bunch of money on him. Uh, he had international ads. And in the World Cup, destroyed the English national rugby team by himself. I think he scored four tries in that game, which is outstanding uh, for anybody. But he was this uh, giant of a man, uh, freak of nature. He could uh, run the 100 meters in just around 11 seconds in his full rugby kit. 
and he was twice the size of every other player on the field. So you give him the ball and good things are going to happen. And he was a freak of nature. Everybody loved watching him play. Uh, and uh, and so if I were to go for one guy, it'd be Jonah. And uh, the Jonah card that I have been investing heavily in is the, uh, the 1995 Dynamic Marketing Jonah Lomu rookie card. Uh, again, you can find that one online. Uh, the sales range from about $50 raw to 200 pounds graded. So it's, um, it can, and that was a PSA eight, uh, two sales of that at, um, at 200 bucks. But again, that card is only going to get more valuable. So if you can find it raw, send it off to PSA as I've done with you, uh, hopefully you can get a bit of eight and, uh, and then you're looking good. That's right. That's right. He, he strikes me as the kind of guy that there would be a lot of collectors, you know? Yes. Um, Absolutely. Even non-rugby fans know who Jonah Lomu is. So um, I was privileged enough to go to your birthday party. I, I don't know if you remember this, but um, you introduced me to like, oh, he's my friend Will. He's from New Zealand. And <laughs> your friend, the first thing he says to me is, ha, huh, you must know Jonah Lomu. I said, okay. everybody knows Jonah. Jonah was, um, he's one of our biggest exports. Like uh, if you lived in England or Australia or New Zealand or any country that loved rugby, loves rugby they, they know Jonah even now and it's been many years since he's played uh, unfortunately he um he had kidney issues and he ended up dying from those which was awful uh, very very young I think he died at, at 42 years old uh, so again it's um, gonna be hard to find anything signed so if you can find any signature cards it might be a, it might be a play I'm definitely looking for a signature it would be nostalgic for me to find one, man. And I wouldn't be selling that one anytime soon. At probably at all, probably ever. Uh, but I want Jonah's signature on a card. Uh, it would be something nostalgic for me. I actually, um, I actually met him, uh, so to speak. We went to watch a, um, we went to watch a rugby game where he was playing. Uh, and so the night before, I went out with my dad, and uh, and we saw him walking down the street. <laughs> and he's huge. <laughs> and it was, um, it was good. And so you got to meet him. You're like. Yeah, I don't think I could play rugby against you. I wouldn't be very <laughs> <laughs> Big dudes, man. Big dudes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of like cool. when you meet an NBA player, you're like, yeah, I don't think my little cheap jump shot's going to be working against that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, cool, man. Anything uh, Anything else you, uh, you know? Uh, want to leave us with today? Maybe we'd love to have you on again. Uh, talk some NBA and and, and and have you on again for sure. Um, but uh, anything you want to leave us with here? Uh, well, I, I would say in leaving, just um, the last thing is uh, I, I know most people are starting to do off season buys. Well, who are you looking at buying uh, in the off season? I thought I'd give you a question this time. Uh, I mean, a little all over the place. I, I did. I'm always looking at Luca. Yeah, me too. You know that Jokic card popped up? That uh, that 2015 International Treasures one? I think I showed oh, it to you. Oh, the one that you're looking at to get for your set? Uh, this one is, it, it's, you know, just an out of 75 National Treasures. I got you, I got you which one you're, you're talking about with yeah. the flag in the background. Huge flag, like. Yeah. Um, the PSA 8 on auction. And I've noticed couple of sold recently i just kind of gave up because it was uh, yeah it's gonna, gonna it, away, I, I think i think i'd stay away from joker until the until the off season man we'll but see you never i'm, know. I'm gonna watch this one yeah yeah of course you gotta watch it and of course because it's a it's a psa 8 i mean if there are a lot of joker cards on and that's that's what's funny about this time is that you know all the cards come out you know for auction so yes you shouldn't be buying now um but I also feel like he's, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but, uh, you know, if you're not a collector already, are you going to become one now? Exactly. Like, what have you been doing the exactly. last year or two? So, you know, it, sometimes the best deals can be, you know, because there are too many cards in the market. So we'll see. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that, that, that's kind of, that's kind of on my eyes at the, at the very, that just hit, I saw it tonight. Uh, but yeah. for the off season, I'm not. I'm, I don't know. I mean, Alperen, I'd like to pick up some more of him. Uh, I'm, yeah, uh, cool. You know, I, I feel like I, I could move them here in the Turkish market, even though it's not the easiest market, uh, as we have <laughs> complained about from time to time. As um, you do. 
<laughs> but uh, but I like him and it'd be fun to reform him. Uh, yeah, and I think he's got, and I think he's still at a point where he could he could jump and be really great or or not. But I don't know. I just feel like he's he's affordable, and um, I, I really like the second half of the season this year. He had um he had some really fun games. He had some duds too. But man, when he was on, he was really entertaining to watch on a bad team. Let's be fair. But uh, yeah, yeah Alpi's been cool, man, and uh, maybe we'll see him around in the summer. Ha! Huh, we should tell people about that. So, um, in the off season, uh, what ends up happening is all of these NBA guys that are European based generally come back to Europe and they play friendlies all over the place. And last year, because I was on summer vacation, I missed out on Luca. I was d- desperately trying to get tickets to Joker because you know the the Serbians uh, came here and played too. Uh, and um, and I and I couldn't get tickets, and and I and I had no one to go with, and all my friends kind of bailed on me, and I didn't know you back then. But this year, let's definitely try and find the schedule of who's going to come to Turkey to play basketball, because there'll be some international teams, and let's take our cards down there and see if we can get them signed. I love <laughs> it. Be cool. I love it. That's a that's a great idea. It's definitely yeah. a plan. And even just to watch them live, man. Like I said, like that experience watching Luca live. Like when you watch this guy play, he is. He's a conductor. He's 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 basically he's he's got the game sorted already at such a young age, and he just he, his basketball IQ is off the charts. So watching Luca again will be a pleasure. Watching Joker for the first time will be great too. Uh, so we should definitely absolutely do that. It sounds it sounds like a mandate, a future mandate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, thanks uh, thanks for coming on. Great, great, great talking to you. I hope people uh, you know got a got a different perspective uh from will here and uh yeah again you can find him on uh on instagram at cart adami uh you know that's k-a-r-t uh and then like adam uh with an i at the end adam means man in turkish and adam of course is the first man and the abrahamic religion so there you go uh so thanks will and uh, yeah yeah please feel free to read please um if if you want to yeah, add me and reach out. Please feel free to do so. And if you have any questions about uh, the cricket market or the rugby card market, I'll be more than I'm pretty sure most people know more than me about the NBA market, though. But uh, we can talk basketball cards, too, because, as you can tell, I love talking about them. <laughs> oh, you're a junkie. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely attest to that. <laughs> good, good stuff, man. Well, enjoy your All right, evening. Pal. All right, buddy. Yep. Nice chatting with you. Likewise. Take care. Talk to you. See you, man.